looking into his eyes, then back down at her bag. Why didn't you want to go for a drink with Josh? Mike laughed and shook his head. I just couldn't face spending the early part of the evening listening to those two going on about how great their sex lives are. He nodded out the doors at Josh and Becky, who were only just bending themselves into a taxi. I'll have a night in with the TV, he smiled at Emily, who was all wrapped up. Emily smiled and pulled her gloves on. Well, have fun then. I'll see you Monday, if not before, she added quickly. Mike watched as she stepped out into the cold, her long red hair flecking immediately with the snow, pulled his own collar tight and followed behind, turning in the opposite direction and running for the bus stop as the number 26 pulled up to the curb. Sitting downstairs with the fog of other people's steamed breath and the smell of wet wool, he leant against the window, wiped a clear patch in the condensation and stared out. He was interrupted in his weather-watching by his mobile that bleeped in his pocket. Taking it out, he saw a text message waiting and pressed OK. Get off at the Regency Road stop. It's surprise night. Mike checked the number that the message had come from, but it had been withheld. It could have been Josh winding him up, but he couldn't be totally sure. Surprise night, he muttered to himself as the bus turned into Regency Road. If it was Josh, then why not play along? All of a sudden, he fancied a night out, not just a few drinks at the local, but a proper night out. A few pubs, then maybe a couple of clubs later on. He got off at the next stop, looking around him for any signs of his workmate as his phone bleeped again. Pulling it out, he pressed OK and looked down at the new message. Glad you want to play along. Go to the alley by the side of the bakery opposite you. Mike looked up and down the street, trying to see if whoever was texting him would make themselves known. Surely Josh wouldn't be winding him up this long. He must be close by to know he'd got off the bus. He couldn't see him anywhere, though. Mike crossed the road to the bakery as directed, looked around again, then went down the alleyway. Snow cushioned the tops of empty bread delivery crates, stuffed black bin liners, and the steps of a rusting fire escape. His phone went again. Lift the box under the fire escape. Mike looked behind him, then up at the windows high above in the alley wall. Walking carefully around the rubbish, he reached the metal stairs and bent to look underneath. Finding the box, he brushed the stray snow off it and lifted it carefully, half expecting something to jump out at him. There was only a thick envelope, wrapped in a clear plastic bag. He opened the bag and pulled out the envelope and tore it open. Someone was going to a lot of trouble to make this surprise night. He didn't think Josh would have had the patience. Reaching inside, he removed a folded piece of paper and a pair of white panties. Hurriedly looking up the alley, then behind him, he stuffed the underwear into his coat pocket and, breathing slightly faster, opened the sheet of paper. She wore them yesterday when she was thinking of you. You can smell her on them if you want to. It's a walk now, I'm afraid. Go out of the alley, back the way you came. Take a left, then second right up Slander's Terrace. At the top, go left and keep walking. This definitely wasn't Josh. 
The handwritten note certainly wasn't in Josh's handwriting, and as for the underwear, he didn't have a clue whose it could be. Mike pulled the small white knickers from his pocket and turned them over in his hand before tentatively lifting them to his nose. There was the unmistakable scent of a girl's pussy mingled with the hint of a perfume which he couldn't quite place. Maybe someone had been watching him at lunchtime yesterday. He'd been out with a client for a good couple of hours, but that wouldn't explain how they'd got his mobile number. Becky! The realisation dawned on him. Josh could have given her his mobile number, and she had seemed pretty keen on him several times before. He put the underwear back in his pocket, checked the directions on the paper again, and left the alleyway, checking once more to see if he could see anyone, in particular Becky, watching him as he made his way through the snow, his cock now semi-erect.